heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Katie Watts is on the line from .com. How are you, Katie? Very good, Maddie. How are you? Sounds like you're action-packed today with the show. Did you like my intro? I, I called you one of the greats. <laughs> uh, very appreciative. And I was going to give you a bit of a, a slam, and I shouldn't have done that, saying that I thought in my contract I was only coming in on RSN to do the news when it was Felgate, Mickey Blue Eyes on, because you can be a bit of a, a loose cannon, but always a bit of fun. Do I do I steer you down the wrong path from time to time? <laughs> Well, we'll stay safe. Well, I, did hear, I did hear you talking to Tim yesterday for his news update, talking about how it's going to be a combined now RSN Racing.com Christmas party, and that did have me a little bit concerned. Stay away from the photocopier machine. We know That's what happens so when drunken people get near the photocopier. <laughs> I don't know what you did in the 80s and stuff, but we don't, people don't really... I don't know what they do. What's the equivalent now? But um, They are dangerous, though, don't you think? The... They, they, the, things happen. <laughs> things happen. Regrets occur, the, you know, next day regrets and so on. And am I still employed and things like that? Um Wodonga uh, Cup. We're going to put this train back on the tracks. Le- you and I could be. Well, the, tra- <laughs> the train's heading to Albury, Wodonga tomorrow, and it's uh, got yes. patrons for the Wodonga Cup. I love the Wodonga Cup. We did a, an OB up there a few years ago, and it was wasn't wrecked, but they got a lot of rain. But the marquees and that they they just they present the track absolutely beautiful. And uh, that was just after COVID, and they were trying to bang the gates down to get in. They were so looking forward to it, and now we're a couple of years down the track, and it, it should be a, a great day. Yeah, it should be. I'm heading up tomorrow to be able to host the action for racing.com with Dave Strelaw. There's eight races on the card and they get a really big crowd. It's one of the biggest in regional Victoria, probably, well, probably even across the, these country meetings in Australia. They get up to about seven and a half thousand people. Tomorrow, once again, they've had such beautiful weather all week and there is a chance that it could be up to 20 mils of rain and then also with a bit of... Um, you know, hopefully not a thunderstorm, but they're saying it could come later in the afternoon or the night. So we're hoping that that happens because it is a fantastic day. Um, I'm really itching to be able to hit the road and get up there. And some really good horses are going at the moment. What a deal. He's the favourite, that horse with Annabelle Neesham, who'd been an acquisition from the Philip Stokes Yard, who had that good win to be able to open the card on Champions Day at Flemington for Jamie Carr and Annabelle Neesham. So he's a, you know, really tough one to be able to beat. I think they're really happy that he's accepted for the race. Rhinoceros going in for Emily and, and David Brown. And I didn't know, actually, I, I saw a story that they'd put up on the, the country racing website that Nikita did talking about how Emily, her dad had grown up in Wodonga. So she's very happy to be able to get up there. It would be massive if she could take out the cup. And Rhinoceros, he's on the backup. He's going to be able to, you know, he likes to go forward. Sometimes that can be advantageous at Wodonga. So mm. it'd be pretty exciting if he can get the win too. Super Razi for Ben Brisbane and, and Lockie King. There's some good chances. Jake Noonan, he, who's actually riding Rhinoceros, though, he has copped a bit of a suspension out of Sandown yesterday. So he is able to, to ride Rhinoceros and ride for the next week. But he's out for careless riding from December 2 to December 9. But they did take in that he'd had a guilty plea, a good record, and it was an incident in the low range. But can't wait. You'll, yeah. you'll have to do one of these trips and all go up to one of the Country Cups soon. And hang out. And absolutely hang out. Uh, Annabelle Neesham's, um, her t- 
toehold in Victoria is getting deeper, isn't it? I mean, she seems to have regular runners much more regularly. She's opened up the, the Pakenham stable. I think we're going to see a lot more of more Nisham runners uh, through through Victoria. Definitely. And uh, speaking to the club earlier in the week, just in, as an example of this, they weren't sure thinking, you know, would a Annabelle Nisha runner, you know, is he going to accept? But as you said, she, she looks like she's really back in business in Victoria and, and having a lot of these runners. But, you know, all over Annabelle does, as we know, Zaki now got over to, to WA as well. Hopefully they're going to be able to run the races. I heard you mm. talking to Andrew Jones about that previously and getting more information on that. But, yeah, she's going great guns. She's, she's a, a superstar, Annabelle. She's a phenomenon. I don't think I've ever seen a trajectory like mm. hers. Uh, uh, all right, so that's Wodonga Cup, and they'll, hopefully they'll, the crowd, and then by the time they're well imbibed, if the th- thunderstorms come, they, they might have a nice time in the thunderstorm. Uh, Cranny Cup, um, it's a shame about the weather. I mean, they needed, mm. you know, because there's a bit of pressure and perception and, you know, should we be racing in town or not? And uh, the city had all the, the luxury of the great weather and the Cranbourne Cup, it may turn a little bit pear-shaped, but regardless of You're that... You're on to this big time, aren't you? Because you were there, I saw that you were there at yesterday. Mm. You, uh, your, what, can I ask you your opinion on this? Because yeah. you have think, asked, I can see everyone else a little bit on it and you yeah. seem pretty passionate about it. Do you think that this should be a time where we do have one of those meetings? I did hear Peter Moody earlier this morning saying, mm. you know, we can't discount how many horses, how many trainers are out in the southeast at the moment? You've got to look to the future and not necessarily the present. And the city of Casey's got 500,000 residents, young families, the demographic that racing needs to covet for the next 20 years, uh, growing population, the 30 minutes Mm. uh, from Pakenham, which is now under the same umbrella, and the perception of what city and what country is is going to change, because this is going to be a a monster, uh, Cranbourne Pakenham. It is going to be the number one club in so many ways. So I think Mm. the cultivating of, of, of that audience is so important. And to be honest, Flemington's had its go. It's had its cup week. It's had its, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think returning there after the curtain's been drawn is, is going to do anything. So, no, I'm passionately... But do you feel the same way about Caulfield? Like, do you feel like the MRC Caulfield has had its go too? Like, they yeah. get a... Yeah, absolutely. In a similar way? Well, because yeah. I, I, I believe in the, 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 the nice transition to country and Christmas bookends mm. things. So you've got, you've got a lot to squeeze in before you can't do much more. So mm. I've always loved the, um, the way it was because uh, I think there is future growth areas and cultivating and grassroots and so on, which is important for the long game, not necessarily the short game. So... Um, no, I you like do the- always have those maybe smaller country cups and the picnic meetings in mind. And mm. on the other end, you know, moving into later January, you know, we know obviously Australia days or January 26th is such a big day for, for so many of those picnic meetings. But I feel like football is starting to encroach the other way. So mm. I, I do see what you're saying. We, we need to really be able to value these meetings and as you've talked about a million times and I totally agree with that's where so many of the crowds are actually going and yep. you know you take your whole family you don't just go along yourself and and things like that no I totally agree and just on that subject of the picnics there was a bit of controversy about the decision of the stewards to to cancel the yay meeting last week mm-hmm. and we heard from Razor Douglas and others and Danny Walker what I do know is that racing Victoria is is looking into the circumstances of 
of that cancellation of that meeting. So without saying any more on it, the, the stewards have got a, a very important job to do and they've got welfare, horse and human welfare in mind and that's utterly respected. But there's just uh, a little few questions being asked about the circumstances of of the cancellation and, and whether or even something like adjusting the race distances over the mile races where there was a slight wet patch might have uh, might have been a, a nice way to, to, to proceed. But we'll, we'll wait to see what happens on that front. Uh, Cranbourne Cup, what's uh, what are some horses uh, there that are, are piquing your interest, Katie? Well, a horse like Ungawa would be fantastic to be able to see here. He's been so consistent of late for Leon and Troy Corstens. He's a son of Seamus Award and you know, since we've seen him back when Swan Hill, you know, in the Golden Topaz, he's had that many placings to be able to come in. So I think they wanted to put him into the Sir Rupert Clark. It'd be wonderful to see if, if he can go well. It sounds like he's working really well into it. Um, it'd be exciting for, for the Corstens if they can get one of the big ones. And a, a story that's really piquing my interest, I think, um, you know, looking in for for the final event on the card and, and the Magster <laughs> with Tetiana Fedetska, if she can come back and get another win, she took out the Greys race during the carnival and I've, I've put a story up on online of, of just talking about how there was so much emotion behind mm. it. There's obviously, you know, from the family and Tetiana with their, their native Ukraine with the terrible situation there at the moment. Tetiana had, had battled cancer over the past few years. She's just become a grandmother. There's so much in it. She'd had a a cult previously that uh, was a grey cult that was, was so special to her, so she'd always, but it had died in, in bad situations, had always wanted a, a grey horse to be able to come and, and really hopefully put her name up in lights too. And, and a really special story out on course too is that the Magster is actually named after uh, a girl called Maggie who's 13 years old and, and she's a very special girl and Tiana works with her as part of her disability carer work that she does and um, she loves her racing, does Maggie, and it would probably be a bit too much for her to be able to be there on Melbourne Cup Day for the Greys race at Flemington but she's really hoping to be there at Cranbourne to to cheer on her horse and um, she I think she's pretty chuffed because there's not many people who get a horse named after them so there's a, a lot of special moments of that and it would be really fantastic to see if the Magster can be able to take out the last event at Cranbourne. But I think Jimmy's star, the last start winner, is going to be pretty tough to beat for the Marin Eustace team as well, who had that great win on Bendigo Cup Day. That was one of the stories of Cup Week when the Magstar won the Greys race and then subsequent interviews with Tatiana about the mm. Ukraine situation and she wanted a grey horse and I wasn't, a, I wasn't aware of young 13-year-old Maggie, so that's another mm. layer to the story. So that's just uh, fantastic. Now, Ryan Moore's not riding in the Japan Cup. He's had a tumble and I think Holly Doyle is taking his ride. Yeah, and it's the ride on last year's winner. So he's not. He had the tumble. That was back on November 19. And at the time, he said, oh, I'm all okay. I'm going to be able to ride with Vela Azul, who had that flashing light run to be able to take it out last year, just be able to get it on the line, came between the horses and found the gap. And Ryan Moore was on board on that occasion. So he's not going to be able to, to partner him once again. But he had that fall at Kyoto and just has the a bit of ill after effects. As you mentioned, Holly Doyle, she's been able to pick up the ride. But Speaking of the, the Moore brothers, we know that last year we had Josh Moore in hospital for, for mm. three months and, you know, luckily he's been able to come through that okay because that was looking at a pretty dire situation for a while. And now it's Jamie Moore. He's in hospital too. He's had a fall when racing at Lingfield and he's sustained a C7 fracture, concussion, broken ribs. So I really hope that he's all okay too. I think it sounds like from Ryan's perspective, he's totally fine. It's just probably unfortunately going to have to miss this meeting. But... Um, 
yeah, definitely thinking of, of Jamie too at the moment. Hopefully he can make a good recovery. And I can't wait for the Japan Cup. Obviously, mm. you know, no Australian horses racing, but we have at the moment, but we have such a great history, don't we, with Better Loosen Up and so many going so close. But, you know, Equinox, the world's highest rated horse taking on Liberty Island. Can't mm. wait for it. Bring it on. I'd love to... I was at the Ark this year and it was just mm. amazing to be so close to the absolute greats like Ace Impact mm. and Westover and Hookham and all these horses and to be to be in the presence, uh, without sounding a bit silly, but to be in the presence of Equinox and watch him race would be an absolute thrill. Michael Felgate's over there and he's going to give us mm. some, um, some stuff from there. I reckon the Australian Horse of the Year and the... Um, the Hall of Fame is lost and the, the rotation, I just don't think it's... It feels a bit homeless at the moment. It's on in Western Australia tonight in Perth um, and also along the same lines. There's 3SA uh, inductees in, in their Hall of Fame. Yeah, so we've got three new inductees, as you mentioned, with Glyn Pretty. He's in. He was a household name back in the, the 1960s and 70s, the jockeys. And I remember hearing as well, he was the one that you know rode obviously quite a bit but for Bart Cummings over in Adelaide and said that you know, Pretty maybe was possibly the best horseman he'd ever seen at that stage. So that's a massive credence from, from Bart Cummings. Mm. But also administrator David Peacock and then the multiple group one winner in Fleur too, who was able to get in. But I don't always agree with you, Manny, but I do agree with you that it had even unfortunately passed my mind as well that there was the Hall of Fame on tonight because we obviously had the announcement months ago, mm. how, you know, what a big deal it was. And obviously Gay Waterhouse going up to legend status now as well. Um, but I think... You know, maybe it's just because there's such good racing. But, yeah, how do we really shine a light on it and, and make it such a big deal? Um, I'm not sure. Do you think that it should continue to be moved around? It's tricky. It's it's about when's the right time. Should it be around mm. the close of the season? But that's in the middle of winter. Should it be when the racing's on the front and back page, which is now, but it's kind of irrelevant because it rolls up the end of a season from months before? I don't think there's an easy solution. I'm not sure the rotation works. Mm, and that's interesting. You're right. Do you, do we have it, you know, just in the middle of the year or maybe right at the start of the spring when everyone's back, all the jockeys and trainers from many holidays and stuff and, and really kind of kick it off in that way when it can get um, all the praise? Mm. Because, you know, there is a way I can imagine once again, Gay Waterhouse, you know, when it, when it was announced originally that she was going to legend status, you know, she's the biggest name we've got in the industry. So... Um, this should be the one that should be highlighted nearly out of all of them from a outside the racing bubble perspective. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kate, I swear this is a true SMS. Kate's the best. Chuck <laughs> out the rest. Your number doesn't end in 343, does it? Oh, close to that. Oh, hang no. on a minute. <laughs> hang on a minute. It's an inside job. Hey, Kate, no. good on you. <laughs> hey, Jericho, are, we, are you going to Jericho? I, I'm going for the, my first Jericho. I've watched it every time. I cannot wait. Bring it on. Are you going or no? Yeah, you, me, and one of my kids, we're going to sit on the hill in the half an hour before the race for the for the ceremony in the mounting yard, and I'm telling you, you will have a tear in your eye. Well, I'm unfortunately not going to be able to do that because I'm hosting the coverage, but I Well, you'll have a tear in your eye whilst hosting the coverage. I will have a tear in my eye anyway. <laughs> I cannot wait. Bring it on. We'll have to have a good chat about it next week as well. We Can't will. Wait. Good on you, Kate. Thanks, Maddie. Kate Watts from Racing.com.